You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. I'm long-term bullish on oil, as I do believe oil is going to make a new all-time high at some point. And I do mean all-time high, where it goes above the 2008 top, which was around 147. So I, I am very bullish oil long-term. In the short run, I don't like it. I think it has to pull back more. I'll tell you what, though, this gets down to around the $50 level. Scoop it up with both hands and hold it for the long term. Welcome back to Mining Stock Education. I'm your host, Bill Powers, speaking today with our monthly check-in with Nick Santiago, master trader over at InTheMoneyStocks.com. Even though I'm not a trader, I like to get a trader's perspective on the market to see where the markets may be headed and to get traders' insights because traders can really help with your entry and exit out of the certain stocks that you invest in. That's how I use this advice that I get from Nick on a monthly basis. So Nick, welcome back onto the show. Let's start with gold. What are your thoughts on gold? I've had some people on the show recently thinking that gold may pull back even under 1800. Oh, I'm in the same camp. Right now, you'll see gold test around 1831st. That's a daily chart support level. And then you have a big level around 1800. If you notice around 1800, that's where Gold put in a very, very long base before breaking out, uh, ultimately above 1900, now pulling back. So we're going to probably test those two levels. Bigger picture, I think gold could be due for a much, much more steeper pullback. However, you have a war going on in Russia and Ukraine, and it's very hard and difficult to uh, predict out in the future right now because uh, traders will just run into precious metals on any sign of of an escalation there. And we all know it's you know NATO's involvement. They've 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 really gotten involved heavy now. So this this thing is far from over, and um, that could be problematic for you know potentially the world. Um, so traders might run into gold for that reason. But you know otherwise nothing has changed for me. I'm looking for gold to pull back. It exceeded my uh, near term upside, which was around uh, 1875, 1880 by a little bit, and that was wa really war induced. So, you know, now it's it's backing off. The dollar is starting to strengthen as well. And the dollar probably has put in a near-term bottom. So that that's going to be a headwind for gold in the near term, too. What can you share about how the war cycle influences your trading? <laughs> I try to cycle that that stuff out just to have a warning. And believe it or not, um, when, when the Russian-Ukraine uh, event happened, I thought that would be over very quickly. And I was I was wrong. I thought it would it would end in weeks, if not, you know, maybe two months. And here we are over a year in now. We're about a year in and it's it's only gotten worse. And you've seen more money being poured into uh into the Ukraine government, US unlimited supplies, uh, you know, where and they have NATO countries uh giving uh weapons and aircraft and 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 missiles and so much. It, it it's turning into it where it's looking like we are getting closer to a potential World War III, and and the cycles say that we're not, you know, we're not that far off. Um, you know, you can see how these things develop, and um, this is one where, you know, I've never seen a country get canceled. I've never seen, you know, a lack of movement for peace. The West doesn't want peace; they just keep, you know, pushing further. And um, it, it's it's looking, in my opinion, at least, that we're probably headed towards a much bigger escalation you know, in the next year or two. I just don't see this ending at all anymore. And then what stocks would you go into if the war ramps up even further? Well, the obvious stocks are the defense companies, right? The Lockheed Martins, the Northrop Grumman's, the General Dynamics. They've all had big runs. So 
I wouldn't jump on them right away. I would wait for them to pull back of some sort. And they're the obvious plays. But, um, you know, the precious metals is going to be the big play. Silver is going to be the big play. You know, silver and then, you know, if gold gets down to that 1500 handle, it's it's a no brainer. It's a green light across the board. It's going to be the the second coming of gold from 1999. I mean, it's just going to ramp up. So I'd love to see that pullback happen. I think that's still a very good possibility. And um, when that happens, I believe that now looking at things that I've never like to predict catalyst, Bill, I'm always just a chartist. I just go with the numbers. I go with the patterns that form. But I'm thinking that the war may be the catalyst for that big ramp up in gold that I ultimately expect, you know, in the 1500 handle. And uh, same thing for silver, silver, the silver in every single thing that you own now. So, you know, when you think about it, nothing operates without silver. So it's it's that's my favorite out of all of them. But uh, gold will be my favorite come, you know, if it gets down to that 1500 handle. I don't care where it is in the 1500s now with war going on. You could own it with both hands. So as you know, gold often spikes with the geopolitical movements or issues, conflicts, but then it pulls back. So you never buy gold long term for those reasons. But could you, if this is an upward trajectory that is sustained, but it's just triggered by essentially World War III, would that be because there's a loss of faith in currencies and high inflation and things like that that drive people into gold permanently? Yes, all of the above. And and what will happen, and we're already seeing it, it's a lack of confidence in in the country you live in, right? We, we, nobody has any faith in these governments anymore. I, I'm, I'm number one on the list. I don't have any faith in this government. I mean, we, we look at the stuff that we're seeing, balloons flying overhead. They're, they can travel from one continent to the other. NORAD, don't see it. I mean, who knows what to believe anymore? This world is so upside down. It's so twisted. Um, nobody can make heads or tails out of it. And yeah, in in that kind of environment, I want to own. I don't want anything but gold and silver or precious metal. So you know, we're going to see a lack of confidence in governments around the world. It's already begun. And you know, if you look at um, you know some of these, uh, whether it's the European Union, you look at Japan, even look at us. I mean, look at our debt now. Nobody even talks about this stuff. You know, it's it's a, it's amazing how nobody even will talk about it. And I'm not a gold bug, Bill, because I tell you where I think the tops are in. I tell you when to get out. I say, hey, I'm not I'm not buying. I'm out of silver right now, right? That was my my golden gem. I'm out of it. I'm not even in silver at the moment, but I will be soon. But I'm not in it at the moment. So I'm not one that just touts like a gold bug and says it only goes to the moon. No, these things are all tradable. And, um, but when you lose faith in governments, people are going to want something tangible. They're going to want to hold oil. They're going to want to hold gold. They're going to want to hold silver, platinum. These things are all going to go a lot higher, natural gas included. And again, um, you know, when everybody hates something in this world, that's when you have to look at it and say, Hey, maybe this is on sale here, especially if this is something that still needs to be used. And, um, you know, all of the, 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 the commodities that I just mentioned need to be used. And uh, again, that's where we are. And it's just going to be a lack of, of, of faith in governments. What about the two and 10 year treasuries? What are they speaking to you right now? Well, we have a big inverted yield curve. That inverted yield curve has been in place for quite a while. I was probably one of the first people to talk about the two year treasury note yield. Most people didn't even hear about it. In fact, I get a lot of, um, Notes from my members saying, hey, everybody's talking about it on TV. You were the first guy to bring it to our attention. But any veteran trader 
that's been in this business for a while knows that's where the Fed funds rate needs to be. In fact, you don't even need a Federal Reserve if they just keep the Fed funds rate at the two-year Treasury note yield rate. And again, um, the two-year now is above or, or right around 450. And if that goes up to 5%, which it, I think it will, um, you're going to see that the Fed has to continue to raise rates. They raise rates, debt service goes up. There's a lot of problems brewing. You know, enjoy this counter trend rally because that's all this thing is. What about general equities? Are we going uh, continuing to see the stair step down bear market? Yeah, yeah. Right now we've had what we call a zigzag up move, and that's after you had a one year move to the downside. So we're getting our counter trend zigzag up or ABC move, whatever you want to label it, however people like to look at it. It's basically a low. You go up, you consolidate with a, uh, a higher low, and then you make another move up. That's about to conclude. That's almost over. And then we'll see downside again. Copper? Are you following copper at all? Some people have said I'll, they're bearish copper, but... I, I'm one of them. So I'm, I'm, I have a put on uh, Southern Copper Corp as we speak. And I'm basically in the money a little bit or flattish. But um, yes, I think copper is topped out for now. Ultimately, copper will be another big runner down the road. But at the moment, it is topped out. And I do think, do believe that copper, in fact, I have it here around, you know, the daily chart pullback will be around 385. Bigger picture, much lower. What about oil? Oil had a nice bump on Friday. Yeah. So oil is going to be turbulent here. You know, I, I don't love the pattern that oil makes. I'm long term bullish on oil, as I do believe oil is going to make a new all time high at some point. And I do mean all time high where it goes above the 2008 top which was around 147. So I, I am very bullish oil long-term. In the short run, I don't like it. I think it has to pull back more. I'll tell you what, though, this gets down to around the $50 level. Scoop it up with both hands and hold it for the long-term. Is that an if, or do you see it going to $50 on the charts, Nick? Because I uh, do not expect it to go that low. Yeah, I think there's a possibility it could get down there. And um, you know, there's been some significant breaks in oil recently that I, I was very surprised to see. And um, sometimes, you know, as a chartist, I got to say, um, I was bullish on oil. And then when I see these these breaks happen, I say, well, that's not a good sign. So, yeah, I, I think we could see it. We could see oil go down to 50 or even a pierce of 50. But that's your opportunity. That's your chance to get in there and hold oil for, you know, the next couple of years, probably. So you don't foresee it going to negative $42 again anytime soon. <laughs> no, I don't see that this time. That was, you know, Bill, to be honest, that was the first time I've ever experienced that in my life. So I've never seen anything quite like that. Um, but it just goes to show you how human emotion controls the stock market, right? These markets can do crazy, crazy stuff. I mean, and I, I never in a million years thought that would happen or I would ever see something like that. And it occurred right in front of our eyes. Yeah. When you say you're a long-term bullish oil, what's, what's that mean? Three to five years? Is that what you mean? Yeah, when you... yeah okay. exactly. You know, even two to five years, I think, um, like I said, I ultimately expect oil to make new all-time highs. If you go back in 2008, oil went up to 147 and change. It, it topped out there and it went down to 30. So when everybody loves something, you know, that's when you got to jump off the train when everybody hates it and it's in the it's in the gutter, so to speak. That's when you got to jump on the train and start to love it. But like I said, oil before that uh, big run up, it could pull back, you know, as low as 50 bucks or even, you know, the high 40s and then find bottom there. I don't see it going below that. And I think that would be what I call in the business a golden goose opportunity to really get involved in it there. 
Um, in the meantime, it's chopping around. Um, some days it looks really strong. Some days it looks really weak. I don't, you know, know what's going to happen in the, in the intermediate term. Um, I'll just take it as the pattern unravels. What about Nat gas? You said you're bullish Nat gas. Yeah, I, I love Nat gas down here. I think this is where you want to be a buyer of Nat gas. I still think we might, you know, hang out at these lows here, even maybe go a little bit lower first, but I think Nat gas is going to scream to the upside and it's going to make new all time highs too. And about this uh, year, this year, Nick, no, I don't think this year, um, but it'll make new highs in the coming years, you know, but you'll get a definitive bottom this year. You'll get it actually in the next few months, I think in that gas, and then it will be off to the races. Um, I own that gas call options right now. I was in that gas on UNG. As a trade on, on UNG. UNG. Yeah. On UNG. I did own UNG as a swing trade. I made a quick five and a half percent. I got stopped out for a five and a half percent loss. So it was a wash, but I am looking to get back into that play very soon. Are you following the the rage in the bull market in lithium stocks at all? Yeah, I mean, I see it. Um, I follow it. I track it. I haven't done anything in that area. Just I, I just still have a very hard time um, getting my head around this whole EV push that is going on. It's it's the most inefficient uh, car ever made. It's it's um, it's exporting uh fossil fuels and i don't even believe that fossil fuels are from fossils so that should tell you something uh you know this this whole thing you know it's just a bad science project okay base metals then uh lead zinc yeah i, I mean i i track them a little a little bit they're not my primary trading vehicles as you know i like i like gold and silver i like oil i like nat gas um platinum every so often i i keep tabs of all of the metals and, and and anything that goes into a battery nowadays, we have to look at. So yes, I watch it. Um, but you know, a lot of this stuff is artificial because, you know, you got these bills passed by these politicians and, you know, that pumps money into these things. But, you know, listen, all you got to do is go back and look at the last time they pumped money into something called Solyndra. How did that work out? Mm. What's your worst trade of the last 30 days? Probably not gas. I got stopped out break even. That's that's probably my worst trade right now. Um, then your best trade. So that's a break um, even. Your worst trade yeah. was a break even. Yeah, the worst trade is a break even. My best two trades, I made some money on the cloud software names recently. Um, I thought they would have a pretty good pop. I made some money on Tyson Foods. I sold that out at the peak. I thought that would make a good pop. Um, I had uh, an option on uh, Tyson earlier this year. I got some put options out there now that are, you know, basically flat. So you know, the the early the, the year is still young. January is always a very, you know, tricky month, especially if you go in into this uh, February time period where, you know, I'm starting to get a little bit um, lean toward more more towards the bearish side. This week is options expiration on Friday for the month of February, so it's more of a neutral week for me where I just. Let the markets do whatever they're going to do. It's like the Wild West out there. The institutions know where they need to place certain stocks to get them away from their popular strike price um, that have been put on by the small retail options traders. So it's a game of you know game playing this week. Next week, we get back to, to some real trading. So you have to be aware of the games that are played in the financial sector to be a good trader. Now, my question oh, for you, Nick, I had absolutely. this question, you know, with the rise of artificial intelligence and even Elon Musk talking about it on Twitter and some of the things 
whatever this Borg is putting out in terms of defining things and advising of things. What do you see as a trader, the growing role of artificial intelligence, you know, combined with high frequency trading, how does that affect your business? Well, we've had algorithm algorithmic trading here for quite a while, which has been actually good for us because I could read that stuff. I could see when the breakouts are going to occur. Generally, I could see when the breakdowns are going to occur. I could usually calculate where they're going to put a certain stock at a certain period of time. So the algorithms have been very good. The AI stuff is kind of new, and it's kind of a little bit frightening. And I'll tell you why, because just say you have an AI bot. Well, I'll give you a good example. The other uh, last week, Google was doing a launch event for their AI product, and it gave the wrong answers. So that stock has really come under a lot of pressure because their AI bot was not able to really even give you the accurate picture. So let's just say, for instance, and I, I did hear Elon Musk give an example like this, where he said, well, let's say you ask AI to do something, and then all of a sudden they think they're going to help you, and they start a war, or they send missiles off, or something like that. And, you know, if you think about it, we're now in the, the, the time period where the Terminator movie is coming to life, right? We have San Francisco basically with a police robot. I don't know if they've ever actually launched the project, but they have it done. Um, you know, you have AI basically out there now writing papers for people in colleges and in high schools and um, it's all the rage right now. You can't turn the television on without hearing about AI. I think it's extremely dangerous. And I don't think AI, which is developed by man, is smarter than us. We're not, the, the, no, nobody's going to be smarter than us. We're created in God's image. So, you know, this is, this is just another falsehood and it's dangerous. It's really dangerous and I don't like it at all. So you don't believe in what they call the singularity where AI surpasses humanity. No, not at all. And I think that's stupid. And um, it's just pure ignorance. You know, um, you know, there's an old saying out there <laughs> that uh, the student can never be greater than the teacher. And yeah. um, I, I'm going to stick with that. And this AI stuff, it's just dangerous. That's all they're doing is just creating more danger. And you know what? They'll sell it to us as, oh, it's convenient. You know, people have that Alexa in their house and it listens to everything they say and do. Um, that is just purely dangerous. And, you know, again, I would, I, I'm not for it. I'm going to stay away from it as much as I can. But, you know, Bill, that's, that's my nature. That's who I am. So, you know, some people are going to embrace it. Um, but it is just outright dangerous of what this, what's coming from this stuff. Nick, thank you for your insights. You're a forthright New Yorker. You call it like you see it, whether the audience agrees with you or not. This is how you trade and you've been able to make a significant amount of money doing it. That's right. And um, thank you for having me. You know, I, I don't try to sugarcoat anything. I just tell you like how it is. Absolutely. Your website is inthemoneystocks.com. Thanks for joining me, Nick. Thank you, Bill. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks.
The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident and just do your work as best you can. Do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents, but it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on miningstockeducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.